Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, you, you don't have to be something to be here. And you don't have to fix things to be here. Uh, you, need, you need to be here so God can fix you. You need to be here so God can make you something. Amen? And that's one thing we all have to realize is uh, that the Pharisees didn't. They, they believed that they were okay. Uh, and the Lord was trying to tell them that they weren't. But those that knew they weren't, they're, they're the ones who got the help they needed. Amen? They're the ones who got healed. They're the ones who uh, got uh, help, strength. And you have to realize that you're not all right without the Lord. You're not good without the Lord. If you think you are, uh, then God's going to show you you're not. Because in the end, no matter how good your life is going, you're going to have this emptiness inside, a void, that you're not going to be able to shake. You're not going to be able to get uh, out of your life. Because we are made for the purpose of His honor and glory. And there is no other purpose that you have but to bring honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, to praise the name of the Lord in your life, and to bear witness uh, of His salvation in your life. Amen? And without that, you will be empty. You can try to uh, fill your life with everything else, but in the end, you will see that you're just wasting life. and You're wasting time in your life. Uh, but you can have Christ now, amen? And you can live for Christ today, despite of who you are, despite of what you've done, despite of your shortcomings. Uh, you do not need yourself. You need Jesus, amen? And those that know they need Jesus today will have him, amen? First of all, salvation, you need to get saved. Uh, you need to get saved. If you're not saved today, what does that mean? We know of Jesus up here, but Jesus said you got to believe in your heart. Amen? Uh, he doesn't want you. He wants your heart, which is all of you. He doesn't want, I'm sorry, he doesn't want what you have to offer him. He wants you. He wants you personally, and that's your heart. And when you give him your heart, when you let him come into your heart, uh, the Bible says, for uh, for with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Sorry. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And then with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. First you've got to give Christ your heart. Realize you're a sinner. Realize he's the only Savior. Ask him to save you. The Bible says, now shalt be saved. And then you're saved. Amen. It's as simple as that. One, two, three. Admit you're a sinner. Admit he's the Savior. And receive him by faith. It's almost like saying you're sorry to someone. We all had to do that, or we all should have done that, right, at different times. Uh, when you say you're sorry to someone, it's easy to buy them a gift instead of saying you're sorry. It's easy to do everything else. But to say these words and look them in the eye and say, listen, I've done you wrong and I'm sorry for what I've done. That is something deep in the heart. It brings out your emotions. It brings a humility to you. And we're good with coming to church. and We're good with living a, a life maybe that is, we think we're 
pleasing to the Lord. But God doesn't want what we have to offer him. He wants us. And the only way that's going to happen is for us to open up our heart, receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and get saved. There's a strength that comes to being saved. Amen. When you, let's go to, uh, let's start the message here, Acts chapter 3. Today we have the Lord's uh, Supper, uh, as we find in the book of 1 Corinthians. I deal with a lot of people uh, where they are confused about salvation. And salvation is not confusing at all. It's not an experience that you've had. It's not something a, uh, that would, where you used to walk a certain way and you don't anymore. Salvation has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he died for your sins on the cross, according to the scriptures, that he was buried according to the scriptures, and that three days later he rose again according to the scriptures. That is the gospel of our salvation. Acts chapter 3, if you would, when you find it, uh, stand with me as we read a few verses here. The Bible says in Acts chapter 3, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. That means he's asking for a donation, amen, or asking for money. Uh, And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them, Verse 6, then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I give, uh, have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him up by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Let's pray, Lord. Bless this message as we look to you. Thank you for saving us. Lord, thank you for calling us. Thank you for giving us life. It's a gift. And Lord, many of us don't think so. Lord, we use this gift that you've given us and just squander it away. Lord, waste our lives on riotous living. Waste it on things that uh, are out to hurt us and destroy us and take it away. But Lord, you've come to give us life and you've come to give it more abundantly. Lord, help us to see that it's our hearts that need change. It's our hearts that need fix. It's our hearts that need to turn to you. I pray, oh God, that you would touch our hearts now. Uh, Lord, that we may not waste any more of our life. And Lord, I pray that you would look down on us now. Have mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Peter and John went uh, to, to the temple, and there was a man that they carried every day there, laid him there at the temple, uh, and that was how he survived. That's how he uh, got money. He begged for money, and people would give him money and food and such. And it's how this, uh, he did whatever he could. That's all he could do. He was a crippled man. Uh, and Peter and John went to the temple, being in our prayer, and they used these opportunities after, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the Lord uh, went up to heaven. They we went to the temple to preach to the Jews and to, to soul win, uh, to, to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here you have a man that was outside the temple uh, at the gate. The, it was called Beautiful at the Gate. 
and he was asking for money. And when Peter and John went uh, that way, uh, the man asked him, hey, do you have any money? Guys, do you have any money you can give me, you, the, the spare uh, that I can buy some food today? Or... But Peter and John, they had compassion, uh, and they looked on him. And look in verse 6, the Bible says that Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I want to show you here, uh, first of all, that they were specific in the Jesus that they were talking of. You know, in this world, there's many Jesuses uh, that have entered. The Bible says in 1 John that there are many false Christs have entered into the world. Listen, the Jesus of the Mormon church is not the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus of the Catholic church is not the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus of the Jehovah Witnesses is not the Jesus of the Bible. The, the Jesus that I serve is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He died for me, and he doesn't take second place to anyone. He doesn't take second place to Mary. He doesn't take second place to uh, works. He doesn't take second place to baptism. He doesn't second, take second place to this world. He doesn't take second place over anyone. He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen? And this is his word that I hold in my hands. And these uh, uh, the religions and f uh, false religions and cults might think they pray to the Lord Jesus Christ, but they pray to a Jesus as First John talks about here. And here the disciples were very clear, the apostles, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's the Jesus that died on the cross for my sins. Amen. That's the Jesus Christ uh, that was prophesied that should come uh, and, 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 and pay the ransom for all, the sin of all mankind. He's a Jesus who walked in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. He's the Jesus that met Joshua on the mount and said, take off thy shoes for thou or stand on holy ground. He's the Jesus that met Moses. He's the Jesus that followed uh, the children of Israel in the wilderness. He's a Jesus that uh, when they struck him, uh, out forth came water, amen, and supplied the children of Israel with something to drink uh, when they were famished. He's a Jesus that uh, was rained down as manna from heaven to feed the famished souls uh, that were hungry and fainting by the wayside. He's a Jesus uh, that died for me on the cross. Amen. And he, they had to clarify who, what Jesus that they were talking about because there's much confusion in this world today as there was back then. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. There's power in the name of Jesus. You go out street preaching, you go out talking with people. Uh, there, are, there are people who, who will talk about the Holy Spirit. There are people who will talk about God, but they don't like to talk about Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Do you know the Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ, amen, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The devils don't like the name of Jesus. This world does not like the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. Listen, when you have Jesus, when you get saved, you can never lose him. He's not comparable to silver and gold. Silver and gold you can lose. Uh, the things that you work for in this world, you can lose. You could be the richest person in, the, in this room uh, today, 
and the economy can collapse tomorrow, and you could be the, the most broke. You know, the more you have, the, the more broke you can become uh, in, in an uh, uh, economic collapse. During the Great Depression, those who had a lot wind up killing themselves. The poor farmers around the country, they didn't even know anything. They were just eating, enjoying their cows and milk and crops. Uh, weren't affected at all. But those who had much lost everything. But let me say this, you can never lose Jesus. When you get saved, what salvation is this that this world talks about, that some of these religions talk about, that you can lose a salvation? You cannot lose a salvation. You did not gain your salvation. You cannot lose it. The Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Salvation is a gift. And when you get saved, that means you have eternal life. Not a temporal life here, not a religious life here, not a changed life here, all that takes place. But when you get saved, the Bible says, He that hath the Son hath life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And this life is in His Son. When you get saved, the Bible says, you become a child of God. As many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And this faith, by this faith, in the name of Jesus Christ that saved you, the same salvation that you have received is the same salvation that he keeps for you. And the Bible says that by which you are sealed unto the day of Jesus Christ. You cannot lose a salvation you did not buy or gain and neither do you keep it is kept by the power of God through faith by the Holy Spirit of God salvation is not kept by us salvation means that we have eternal life and that we are children now of God that's eternal security. And this life is now hid in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, neither shall any man pluck you out of my hand. You say, what if I turn my back on Christ? What if I uh, turn away from the Lord? What if I re, uh, willingly disobey him and say, Lord, I don't want you anymore. I don't want my salvation anymore. I'm finished. I'm done. Like the prodigal son. And when he came to himself, he turned back and said, Lord, I had it all. But he still had his father turn back too. And the father was waiting for him. Oh, what salvation is this that has nothing to do with us, but everything to do with the Lord Jesus Christ? That's a powerful salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ is how we are saved in his name is how we are kept. It is not of ourselves, the Bible says. Not of works of righteousness, lest we should boast. There is strength in the name of Jesus. Let's look in verse 6. Peter said, Silver and gold have a number such as I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him up by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately 
His feet and his ankle bones received strength. The reason why he was down and out, the reason why he was laying there, the reason, reason why he had to be carried there, the reason why he couldn't defend for himself is he had no strength. And Jesus Christ, the name of Jesus, brought him strength. Let's look at verse 16. And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. This man, as the Bible calls the lame man, was a testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ and the strength that he gives. Amen. Uh, and so are we testimonies all of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have people in here uh, that uh, maybe were once a drunkard, but God saved them. And now, hey, look at that drunkard. Uh, wh why is he so sober minded? Because Jesus Christ, amen, has saved them. And he is standing here with us today. Oh, look at that lady. She's, that's the depressed lady. That's a, the, the lady that's always down and out and, and, and locks herself in a room and doesn't talk to anybody. Why, how is she out now singing in church and, and joyful in heart? Uh, because Jesus Christ has given her strength. And only by one name, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Faith in his name hath made this man whole. Yea, in his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Oh, what a beautiful work of God when he gets a hold of people and changes them for his honor and glory. The moment this man uh, stood up on his feet and he felt the strength of God going into his bones, the Bible says that immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Oh, praise God. When God gets a hold of a life, I see people saved and they do nothing for God afterwards. Nothing. They sit there or, or, or they, they, they go about their own business and their own life like God did nothing for them. Oh, but true. With true and strength True salvation comes to you and you realize what God had did for you and you want to give something back to God as, uh, as much as you could. Uh, you just want to praise the name of the Lord and you, you stand up and you, you get moving for the Lord. And you don't count your life dear unto yourself, but you give it to Christ. And he leaped up, he stood and he walked, praising God, leaping and praising God. Oh, the name of Jesus gets a hold of someone. It changes you. It changes you. No more was this man laying in his bed. He didn't say, oh, this is how I've been born. This is how I am. This is all the excuses that we tell ourselves and make ourselves believe. Why don't you start telling yourself what Jesus has done for you? And tell yourself what Jesus wants you to do in your life. And tell yourself what you can be doing for Jesus. This man no longer laid there. Given the gift now of walking, which he didn't have. But God strengthened him. And he got up right away. And he walked. And he leaped. 
and he praised God. Everyone saw him. And Peter said, this is the man that you know. You probably all gave a dollar to him. And now look at him. Who hath made this man strong? Who hath made this man whole? There's only one, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's strength in the name of Jesus. Friend, if you're saved today, there's strength in the name of Jesus. You gotta let the Lord have you. You gotta let the Lord have his way in your life. You gotta let the Lord uh, change your heart and do something for the Lord. Stand up and let the Lord uh, get a hold of your life and a hold of your heart. And stand up for Christ. In the areas of your life where you once were weak, let him strengthen and change it for his honor and glory. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, this is uh, when Paul was going through it. He received a messenger in his life of Satan, and he was beating him down, and he couldn't shake it. The Bible says in verse 8 of 2 Corinthians 12 that Paul besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from him. But in verse 9, I want you to note this verse and memorize it and Take note of it in your mind that the Lord said unto Paul, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. That means God allowed a weakness in Paul to remain so that it would create a dependency upon God. So that Paul would have to continue to go back to God. Continue to gravitate to the Lord. Continue to grab on to God. Continue to plead for God for mercy and help in his time of need. Does that sound like you? Does that sound like me? My weaknesses. The weakness that comes upon me that I have no power over. The weakness that brings me down. The weakness in my flesh, that if I let it remain or I do nothing with it, it destroys all of me. God says, I'm going to let this remain so that it will remind you of me. You know why God allows things to remain in our lives? Why doesn't the Lord just take everything that's hurting us out of our life? Well, why would we ever think we need God then? It's a catch-22. I want to serve God, but I can't because I'm weak. God says, no. I want you to serve me because I'm strong. And your weakness is made perfect. Or my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Paul says... For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God is going to trade you for your weakness, for his power. There will be a power about you. Why? Because that is when you are out of the way. It is us that mess things up. It is us who spoil the vine. It is us who get in the way of, work, of God's work. 
But when you allow God to have full control and you realize that who you are and that you're just that lame man laying in that bed with nothing to offer God, that's the same way you got saved. Lord, I'm a sinner. Save me. It's the same way you're going to walk with God. Lord, I want to serve you. I want to do something for you. Allow me to. And let the power of Christ rest upon you. There's strength in the name of Jesus. There's strength in the ways of Jesus. Proverbs 29, or 10, I'm sorry, Proverbs 10, verse 29, the Bible says, we're going through the book of Proverbs on Wednesday nights, if you can join us. Proverbs 10, 29 says, the way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. There's no way around it. If you put your hand to sin, you will be destroyed. That goes for everyone that lives on the face of the earth. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. But the way of the Lord is strength to the upright. When you when you want to serve God, when you want to please God, when you want to do the things that God wants you to do, it becomes a strength to you. Job wasn't strong because he had money. Job wasn't strong because he had a family. Job was strong and unshakable because he feared God. And he trusted God. And because he feared God and trusted God, God was able to bless Job. Consider your way tonight, uh, this morning. Make sure you're walking in the ways of God. If you have to question, listen to this. If you have to question whether it's God's way, it's not God's way. Okay? God's ways are simple, straight, and clean. The world's ways are crooked, perverse, and filthy. If you have to ask yourself whether your house is clean, then it's not clean. Okay? Is it clean? I asked my son, Philip, is your room clean? Uh, <laughs> go up there. Get up there and clean it. You know whether it's clean. If your way is clean before God, you will know. If you have to second guess, then it ain't clean. Consider your way. If you want strength today, there's strength in the ways of God. There's strength to the upright. The Bible says in Philippians 4, you ought to know this verse, Philippians 4.13. Philippians 4.13, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. What things? All things. All the things God wants you to do. What does God want me to do? Just go to church? Oh, God wants you to do all things. God wants you to be uh, the best man you could be, the best woman you could be. God wants you to be prosperous. God wants you uh, to, to live 
uh, and enjoy the blessings that he has given us. Amen. This world uh, is God's. Amen. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. They may not think they belong to God, but one day they will know uh, when they stand before him and be judged because they've rejected the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And the Bible says they will be casted in the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever and ever and ever. I always ask and say to myself and I ask the Lord, Lord, how come hell is real? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not real. Maybe, maybe it's just a, uh, a, a parable or an analogy. Oh, but it's real. It's so real that God himself came and died on the cross so that not one boy, girl, man, or woman will ever have to go there. That's how real it is. There's strength to the upright. There's strength for God's people when we pray. The Bible says in Psalm 138, Psalm 138, The Lord Jesus Christ gave a story about a rich man when he died. The Bible says the moment he died, he opened his eyes in hell, being in torments. His body was still warm on the earth, and his soul was in hell forever and ever, and he's still there today. The Bible says in 138, verse 3 of, of Psalms, In the day when I cried, thou answeredst me and strengthenedest me with strength. What's those next words? In my soul. I look out in this world. I said this before. The other day, there's thousands of birds everywhere. If you park over by the pole here, your car's gonna get destroyed. <laughs> right? Everybody knows. There's like three spots you don't park in. Everybody fights for them other spots. The visitors come, they'll park there. They'll find out. You don't have to tell them, they'll know. But, you know, the birds, they, they have a purpose. They're, they're out there. They, they move around. Uh, they have a home. They build houses. We have these little voles. They're called, anybody know what a vole is? We have vole. It's not a mole or a mouse. It's called a vole. They're like moles. And they live in, in the back of the church here. Families of them. They're little beautiful creatures. And uh, they, they, um, they, they grab stuff from the church, around the church uh, we'll find things, and they, they make these nests uh, in the back, and they have these little vole babies and all that, and I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, but, uh, you know, God's creation has direction, and they are flying around, moving around. Like, listen, I, I'm busy. Why are you disturbing me? But then you look at people in this world, 
who are created in the image of God and have a soul, an eternal soul that lives on forever. And you look in their eyes, which is the window to their soul, and it's empty with no direction, with no purpose. And I ask myself, how is it that the birds and the church voles have purpose and direction? But the people of this world that are made so much better and higher than the animals are empty. How is it that God's people are walking around the same empty? hurting. Friend, the Bible says here that God will give strength in your soul. He'll strengthen your soul. He'll strengthen your heart. He'll strengthen your mind. He'll strengthen you. How is it that often we collapse behind closed doors how is it that we give up too soon on good things? The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap if ye faint not. Friend, to continue, no doubt that the attacks against us are without number, dealing with our own insecurities and failures and weaknesses is hard enough to bear. And then on top of that, we have the devil in this world. But there is something that this world does not have. They can, but they don't. And that's the strength of God. Christian friend, you need to learn how to let God strengthen you. If you're going to walk, if you're going to do what's right, if you're going to live right, you need God's strength upon you. You need to have a strong soul. You need to have a strong faith. You need to have a strength that's unshakable. God wants to use you in such a way. And for his honor and glory, he's created you special and unique in his eyes. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Better than any bird or vole. God created you. Let him strengthen you today so that you can be the best you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus in Luke chapter 18 says that men ought always to pray and not to faint. There's strength when you pray. You got to remember to pray. You got to remember to rest or to get aside and say, Lord, I'm about to have a conniption here. Remember that word? I'm losing it. Strengthen me. I'm about to throw in the tail. Strengthen me. I'm about to give up. Strengthen me. I'm about to knock that guy out. Strengthen me. Lord, I'm yours. Strengthen me. Will God strengthen you? He'll do more than that. It'll strengthen your soul. There's strength 
for God's people when we pray. Lastly, there's strength for God's people when we believe. Psalms 27, verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 13 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It says, when I believed to see, that's faith. Not when I seen, no, when I believed to see. Knowing that God's going to get you through. There's sometimes where I have to keep a smile on my face. Parents, you know what I mean. You can't have a breakdown in front of the kids. What's wrong with you? You got to keep that smile on. Kids, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> and it's not. But you know what? When you have faith in God, you know, and you, and you prayed, you know God somehow is going to work it out. So you can keep that smile on. Kids, everything is going to be all right. Because it is. Because God will work it out. And that smile is not a fake smile. It's a smile of faith. Believing to see how God is going to work it out. Believing to see how God is going to get you through. Believing to see how God is going to get you out of this pit or get, or get you uh, over this hump in your life. Get, get you through the hardest time you might have faced. Believing to see it. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not seen it, but believed to see it. Knowing that God is good and knowing that as he's never forsaken you before, he's not going to start now. There's strength for the people of God when we believe. I'm going to close with this one verse, Romans 5, 6. The Bible says in Romans 5, 6, For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Just like that lame man laying on his bed. Could do nothing without strength. But the moment Jesus came into his life, he received the strength he needed. He was healed and healed not to lay there any longer. There's people that just lay, lay down for God and do nothing. Well, he didn't save you to just lay there in your bed. He saved you to get up and to praise God. Get up. Men, get up. Men, get strong for God. Men, do something for God in this last generation. Men praise God. Men show the salvation of God in your lives. Leaping and praising God. Men stand for God. Be strong. 
quit you like men, the Bible says, and be strong. When we were yet without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We brought nothing to him, but he gave everything for us. And while we were in a bed, begging for a dollar to get by in life, Christ came and gave us new life and made us a new creature. How can we live any longer therein? Oh, realize the gift that God has given you, the gift of salvation. How can you faint when you have such great a salvation as this? There's a strength for the people of God. Get strengthened, my brothers. Get strengthened, my sisters. And be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. And may the power of Christ rest upon you. For his strength is made perfect in our weakness. We're going to have the piano player come and we're going to have the Lord's table at this time. Can, can you come, Kayla, or just play something soft? At this time, we're going to have the Lord's table. And I would just like, as the piano plays, we're going to have a uh, time of silence. If you need to pray to the Lord, ask God to uh, forgive uh, anything that is against between you and him. Pray to God and make sure everything's all right between you and the Lord. Pray to the Lord and ask God to examine your way. Allow him to point things out in your life. And as they hand these out, we're going to eat it together. So make sure you hold it uh, till the end.
There's a junior church room. Brother Rob, can you go get the junior church in here? As we do the Lord's table, this is a, as the Bible says, a symbol in remembrance of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Bible says in verse 23, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it, and said, Take heed, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of of me. This is a memorial. I know there's uh, false religions out there that take this and say this is the actual body of, of God. This is not the actual body. This is uh, unleavened bread, or what we call, what we call cracker, as a symbol and a remembrance to, for us to remember as a church uh, that Christ died and gave his body so that our body one day will not be in hell. That we can physically be with him forever and ever and ever. And God gave himself for us on that cross. His body was beaten. He gave his body. The Bible says he became flesh. God became flesh for us. God became sin for us. In the image of man, he became so that he would die on the cross, gave his body so that we, our body, could be with him forever and ever and ever. Does everybody have one? Kids? Okay. Where's my wife at? Let's eat this together. When he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus.
After the same manner, in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 25, also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. At this time, we'll have Brother Andrew come and lead us in a hymn. So I'll stand. Let's turn to page 292. 292, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in him. 
the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for dying on a cross for our sins, Lord, and for giving your body and giving your blood, Lord, every drop of it for my sin. Lord, I pray that you would bless, Lord, uh, my, our weeks, Lord, uh, this week ahead, Father, uh, as we dedicate the first day of the week to you, Lord, to Sunday. I pray that you bless the following six days for us. Please be with, Lord, our men. Keep them strong. Be with our women, Lord. Strengthen them. And our children, protect our families, Lord, our loved ones. Father, as we go step uh, out and out into the world, may we hold the banner of Christ high. May people see Christ in us. Give us opportunity, Lord, to share our testimony. And Lord, may we go leaping, walking, and praising God for the great things that he has done for us. Father, bless us now, I pray. Keep us safe. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask and pray these things. All God's people said, amen. amen. God bless you. Amen.